And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Gentlemen, the time has come. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hoge. 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 Put it in the corner. Hoge. Hoge. From CHGO, it's Adam Ho. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's one of the craziest games that I've covered live. But that crazy for me. I feel like, how many times a season do we say that? Yeah, but this one, like, I know. In the red zone... I'm, I'm not disputing what you're saying. I'm just like, how does this franchise keep doing that? Anyway, uh, who cares? Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you. It's after midnight, John. It's just at midnight on my computer. I almost did the thing you did last week. We're on Thursday. We're at our live video going at the same time. Oh, yeah, with the YouTube window the open. YouTube, that's totally... Yes. That confused the hell out of me when that happened. So I feel you. I feel you. Um, man, what the hell did we watch tonight, Johnsy? That was. Uh, that, first of all, how you feeling? You doing all right? I'm doing better. I'm doing good. Okay. Yes, there is a virus going through the Johns household. We stay oh boy. back. I am officially forever scarred by the virus that knocked me out of the London trip. Yeah. We all know that played out for you. me. So any signs of illness. I'm staying home these days, but yes, we're doing better. Thank you for asking. Well, um, we both missed quite a, sh- a show there in Foxborough, but it was <laughs> it was fun watching it on TV too, and getting the uh, Peyton and Eli experience at the same time. I, you know, I I I thought there was a scenario when the Bears could win this game. I picked the Patriots, obviously, but I but thought not it would like be this. Cl- no, no, I we, we like we, this. <laughs> we both had the Bears covering. By the way. Um, our our guy Nick already sent me the six and zero week for me finally. Come on, really? Wow! Yeah, that's yeah. You've Your had picks? I think two already this year or something. Yeah, I've been good. Yeah, I've been good. Not that yeah. I'm keeping track. Thank you, Nick. No, he's keeping track for us. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I I think we both thought this would be a close game, but certainly, I don't think there's a single person out there that thought the Bears would just dominate the Patriots in every phase. They outcoach Bill Belichick. Can we like yeah. lead lead with that? I was thoroughly impressed with their coaching, really in all three phases. You you could nitpick on certain things, you could complain about certain things. Of course, no game is perfect, but they coached, they outcoached Bill Belichick in a game like the, the irony of this in a game where he's trying to surpass George Hallis of all people in the all times wins list. That's something. Yeah, and that was actually a significant win. You you get. You keep the uh, George Hallis lead, and the Bears moved out of their tie with the Packers for the most wins all time. And and some would say they're never going to look back now because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are done. They're <laughs> they just completely so they, they, they suck. They have now. also lost to, yeah. to Washington. Yeah, obviously that's a joke. Although they don't, Packers have problems and. 
The Bears have the same record as the Packers right now, which is incredible. The Packers go on the road to Buffalo next weekend. That's not good. Not a good matchup. Yeah. Not a good matchup. 11-point under. First time in Aaron Rodgers' career. But but just think about this conversation. How used, like, trips to Foxborough. Like, I remember those just being just, just ugly. Ugly games. The Mark Trestman game where Lamar Houston blows out his knee, celebrating a sack and a blowout loss. Like, those are the things you think about in these matchups. Right? Like, John Fox not beating the Patriots. Like, like those are the things you think about. And to see what Matt Eberflus' team did, to see what Luke Gessie did offensively with the design runs that the Patriots had no answer for in the first half, I was thoroughly impressed. Like, I always thought their, their coaching was competent. Like, competent and functional were two words I used going through the season a lot. Like, I thought they had certain tendencies, capabilities, all, all these things that you saw in training camp that felt different than previous coaching regimes. But you saw it all on display on Monday night against one of the greatest coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm glad you went here to start the show because I totally agree. Um, I just, I don't know if you were. I was starting to doubt some of those things we said back in training camp. You know what I mean? Like those little things we were pointing at and being like, man, this is different. There's There seems to be some, some noticeable competent coaching going on here so that even if this isn't a great team, even if they don't go to the playoffs, and I still don't think they are, but like you're going to see a well-coached team most weeks. And it just started to get a little ugly the last couple weeks. And you're wondering is which direction is this going right now, right? Like, like and, and so for them to come out in this mini-buy, and Matt Eberflew certainly said the right things, hey, we're looking at everything, right? We're looking at changing the O-line. We're looking at this and that. We're going to make the corrections. We're going to do the self-scouting. But to see them actually come out on the road in New England of all places against Bill Belichick, and there's plenty of little examples I can bring up. One being, I just... John, it is so refreshing to see a team hustle to the line of scrimmage after a close play that could potentially be reviewed. And oh, it's, it's not the, the first Clement play. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted and to bring that first... one up specifically. Yeah, It's not the first time that we've seen that this year, but just the fact that Cole, that was his first instinct. Turns out he was in bounds anyway, like it, but it was close, and he's obviously been coached on this now. If it's close, get up, or if you know you didn't catch it, get up. Get your damn team to the line of scrimmage and hike the ball. If, if for no other reason, they still picked up six yards on the play because the Patriots weren't ready. They were ready. Matthew Judon tried to pick up the, the, the ball. Yeah. Like the, the, the ref had to take it out of his hands, which I'm pretty sure might be a penalty, but I, I could be wrong on that, Mr. Miss Referees. I think that might be, but they were it caught off guard. At the, at the very least, they weren't ready when the ball was snapped. Maybe they were yeah. expecting based off of Cole Komet's reactions, to have that red flag somewhere out in the field. But they moved too fast. Cole Komet moved too fast, and everybody else moved too fast. Before you knew it, David Montgomery picked up six yards. I love that play. Yeah, I, I just like that it's installed. You know, um, If it's even remotely close, they have practiced it. And I'll bet you they know exactly what play they're going to run too. Right? There's no, like, this is what we're going to do in this situation they go out and do it. Um, and that's just one example. It's just that the, the little stuff like that is refreshing. And uh, I certainly did not expect the Bears to just fully outcoach Bill Belichick. I don't know if you've seen some of this, John. I just retweeted one of the videos. 
there's like legitimate um like some angst from some of the players in the Patriots locker room right now about them about Mac Jones getting benched. Jacoby Myers said that he didn't think somebody works that hard deserves that type of treatment. That's a strong thing to say about Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's not going to turn out too well for that receiver. I think he also had a fumble in that game. So he's, yeah, so he might be. Uh, he's he's got old, a long week ahead of himself. Yeah, he might get the that. pink slip tomorrow. Yeah, in his locker. Um, we, we know how that works for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. But how refreshing. Is it that for once, like the quarterback problems, the quarterback controversy, the conundrum is being discussed in another city? And for one week, at least here, like the Bears quarterback outplayed the opposition's quarterback, not just by like the slightest of margins, but by a wide margin. I know Bailey Zappi came in and they got some energy. You know, they, they zapped around a bit, you know, a couple play action bombs, and <laughs> it looked good. Around. But Alan Williams adjusted. And Justin Fields fought back. The resiliency of of Justin Fields as a young quarterback in his second season, he gets pounded a lot. He gets, <laughs> he still makes mistakes that make you scratch your head. Just watch what Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were saying about certain sacks that he took. But you know what? He keeps coming back, man. He keeps making yeah. plays for you when you need him. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that like I. I think I I had a feeling in the middle or late in the uh, the game against the Commanders that awful loss, but it was actually a positive feeling about Fields that I think in all the craziness of the ending and them not winning, I may have lost because I, I can't remember if I said this on the post game or not. But rewatching the game later brought that, brought that back, and then we had like kind of the weekend off and all that. But the when things weren't going great for the Bears, and and they're losing 12 to 7. I remember thinking though, what if they didn't have Justin Fields right now? Like they would have no chance. Like I remember thinking like as ugly as it's been and as much as he struggled at times in this game, he's their only hope right now. <laughs> and but but that says something about a quarterback though when you feel that way. Like did you ever feel that way about Mitch? No, I, I did only about Mitch after the fact that like Nick Foles was a like an immense failure to the point where like Mitch Trubisky yeah. had to return the save the season. He had the three You're right. Wins. We yes, did have yes, that feeling yes, back in 2020. Yes, it was yes, like Mitch like, is their like, only prayer. Like the, the irony of Nagy benching Mitch and now he needs Mitch to save his job. Like I, I, I still remember that quite vividly. But you're right. This isn't Andy Dalton. This isn't Nick Foles. They're not doing what Justin Fields is doing when he's under pressure like that. He's not rolling out backwards out of pressure, looking down the field to Cole Komet and making 26-yard completions like that, and then hustling yeah, I, to the line of scrimmage to get the six-yard game by David Montgomery. I, I guess the point I'm just trying to make is, like, I, I think we've all been rightly critical of Justin at times, including tonight, man. There's some things that I could talk about for you know more than five minutes. about. He's got to throw the be- ball away. Throw the ball away. Yeah, throw it's the ball me, away. Just say, listen to Peyton Manning. If you don't like Adam John saying it, yeah. listen to Peyton Manning. Right, right. I mean, but the point is, is like I still think it's a a positive sign, an encouraging sign overall that like anybody watching these games can understand. Like he's the only thing they got really. Like I, I don't want to say only thing because they do have two good running backs. But you know what I'm what I'm getting at. Like he's still dangerous. And at any given moment, he can make a special play for you, whether it's with his legs or even there were some really nice throws tonight, too, at times. 
some 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 throws where he really zipped it in there. The long throw to Mooney, um, which Mooney did a great job at keeping his feet in bounds. That's that was tremendous athleticism and strength to to get that. And then the long throw to Komet, like that wasn't an easy throw either. So I I I th- I think it's pretty obvious. And now we see it tonight in a big game. It's still in there, and there needs to be some patience here to see how that all develops as time goes on. He, yes, he's got to cl- some some things to clean up, but that's that special feeling that's been in there with Justin Fields since the time the Bears drafted him, and even going back to Ohio State, it's still there. Well, it's the third down scrambles, right? It's when you're in third and long and you could do something exciting. Yes, you, I think there was a fumble two plays after that, but you know, like my favorite throw tonight was actually the one to commit, where he's okay. got w- one of his who one of the players who's supposed to be one of his best threats offensively in Cole Komet, a guy that this team, including himself and Fields, has raved about since the offseason program. Kind of a broken down play, one-on-one, down the sideline against a smaller defensive back. He put the ball up there for him to make a play. Like He hasn't done that enough this season, and I was so happy to see him do that because he needs to test those things. He needs to give those opportunities to players who aren't Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Cole Komet's not getting enough of him. I know he's a great blocker. There's one play in that game, if you watch. He like blocks like three guys. That might be the first down run, like the third and short run by David Montgomery late in the game. Uh, came after a second down run by Khalil Herbert. I'm going through all the plays in my mind. But just the idea of the opportunity given to Cole Komet from Justin Fields in that situation where you needed one of your best players to make a play, I like that he went with that. I'm I'm glad he not he didn't tuck it and run. I'm glad he put the ball up for his playmaking tight end in that situation. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that Cole Komet came down with a hard with with not an easy catch because you know maybe that's what Cole Komet ends up being a good blocking tight end who can periodically you know make a a a good throw or I mean I'm sorry a good catch for you a tough catch and we know that he runs hard with the ball after he catches it. So he had a good game. Cole Komet had a really good game. I hate to t- I, I don't hate to tell you this, uh, but Cole Komet has graded out positively in every game so far this season. He's been blocking pretty well. He's been a plus player. I think the expectations are you know higher than that because he's a second round pick, but he has certainly not been a player that's been hurting you this season. Everybody would like to see him more involved in the passing game, including himself, including Justin Fields. Probably including Luke But he's Getsy. needed to stay in to yes. block, to help that offensive line. Exactly. And that's if they can upgrade the offensive line in future years, then maybe you see Cole Komet able to give you more passing routes than right now he's probably able to run. Um, and the offense line did enough tonight, obviously, to win a, a game very comfortably. But, man, seeing Lucas Patrick go down with that toe injury and Larry Borum needed some help tonight for sure. It's still it's still not great. I think Braxton Jones was better. Tevin Jenkins, I still like how he finishes. It's not always he's perfect. Good. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's nasty, that, dude. He's good, man. I, I think that's going to work out. Seven games into this, it's a pretty good picture of things, and he's still learning. You like the way he, he finishes off plays in the run game. Absolutely. And um, and I like that they were able to run the ball. I like the Bears' defense stopped the run tonight. That was surprising to me. I did not expect that. They they did a good job stopping 
the Patriots running game? Because I thought the Pats were going to be able to, to run the football tonight. If you're the Bears, or you're Ryan Poles, I should say, and you want big plays from your young players, the interceptions that Jaquan Brisker made and Kyler Gordon, both yep. one-handed interceptions. I mean, Brisker was outstanding, leaping up high like that, down the left sideline. Outstanding play. Gordon's wasn't easy either. Tipped it to himself, one-handed interception again. Those are highlight reel plays. They can only build confidence for two young potential cornerstones in your secondary. What did you think, because I'm thinking now about the interceptions, what did you think about Bill Belichick benching Mac Jones tonight? Now there's some, Mac Jones tried to say after the game that he knew that that was the plan. Bailey Zappi didn't seem to know what the plan. Others in that locker room did not seem to know that was the plan. Well, Bill Belichick also told Lisa Salters at, at halftime that Mac Jones was coming back in the game. <laughs> okay. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yes. I did not. And he didn't, right? And he did not. No, he did not. Okay. Man, what? That's weird. Because originally, and I still caught him with this in the in-the-moment move, like I don't know how many other coaches in the league would have benched their first round pick from a year ago when they know it's going to create a huge controversy in a sports crazy town. Oh, Matt Nagy in Atlanta. <laughs> right. But that was year that was four. Different. Yes, that was that was years in the making. That was two, two and a half years in the making. But I mean, yeah, I don't think Matt Nagy makes that move when when uh Mitch is in year two, right? But it was a similar type of moment where it was like, oh, we got to win this game. And the other guy gives us a better chance to win. And so I wanted to give Bill Belichick credit for that. But at the same time, and they did get a spark. I mean, they did score two touchdowns right away. And I was worried that the Bears had just squandered the game at that point. So credit the Bears for coming back with that long 72-yard touchdown drive, I think it was, uh, right before halftime. And they tacked on a field goal, too. But some of this other stuff coming out that, like, the players weren't – obviously, the players weren't clear on who was playing or who could potentially get benched or if there was a two-quarterback plan. Like, your players need to know what's going on if you're going to play both quarterbacks, if that's really the plan. I think they're – well, to add more intrigue to it, wasn't there a report from – I forget the national reporter before the game that Mac Jones got like 95% of the snaps on Saturday? Oh, I didn't even see that. You have another one? Interesting. Well, what, who was it that uh, – wasn't there something out about some angst between Mac Jones and the team over how the ankle injury was treated? Something earlier this week. I apologize. I don't have this off the top of my head, but um, that the Patriots wanted him to have the tight, tightrope surgery, and he got a second opinion and said, no, I'm just going to let it heal on its own. And that – so, so I, there might be some extra um, – drama there between Mac Jones and the Patriots right it's, now. It's not my first reaction, but it, it is definitely one of my reactions that it's not the Bears for once. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Where, where you have every storyline like on and off the field, just like reverberating around your quarterback, good and bad, you know, turning off TVs and facility, you know, walking upstairs after, you know, <laughs> NFC Championship games and whatnot. I'm used to this. This is all I know in Chicago. To have it not be here for a little bit because your young quarterback just outplayed their young quarterbacks, plural. Yeah. It's good for the Bears. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey, for it's been a while since the Bears have had a win like this against a good opponent where they just absolutely dominated. So, um, See, I, I don't know if they're a good team, the Patriots, but they're not an awful team. They're not the Lions. Well, that's why I felt so confident about the Bears at least covering tonight. And did you see the spread went from 7.5? It was at 7.5 all week, and it went to 8.5 this morning. And I was like, come on, man. Like, I know the Bears aren't a great team, but the, the Patriots, they've won three in a row, but they hadn't beaten anybody that was that good. No. We talked about that with Chad Graff the other day. Yeah, I didn't think the Patriots were like some lights-out team that was going to blow the Bears out tonight, especially coming off the bye. Now, obviously, did not expect the Bears to be the team doing the blowing out of the other team, but um, obviously that Patriots team has more issues than than everybody thought. The performance that Justin Fields had, if, if you want to finish with this. Yeah, it's a good way to end. Like, it, it just felt... It wasn't a breakout performance because I feel like there's still another level to him, especially when it comes to the passing game. 
but the design runs, the timing of the design runs, like the situations of the time runs. Great calls by Luke Getzi. I'm glad that's part of the offense. I think it helped Justin Fields get in the rhythm of things. I liked how the launch points were changed throughout the game, not just like in the first half like in Washington, but throughout the duration of this one. Like they dictated things against the Patriots. And that says something, not only about Getzi, but about Fields for handling that, for operating that. That Khalil Herbert touchdown, like we have to talk about that. That is an exceptional identification of a blitz that he saw coming, a blitz that he got intercepted on earlier in the game. Same blitz, same all-out blitz, zero blitz. And for him to adjust his arm angle like that, to basically wrap his throw around the defensive end who was coming unblocked to get it to Herbert for basically an untouched touchdown, that's a special play, man. Yeah, Not a long and- throw, but it's a special play just in terms of whatever all, all quarterbacks have to do with the line of scrimmage. That's what you want to see from him. Well, and they ran that play earlier and it got tipped, you know, and, and so for them to come back to it and him change the arm angle so it can't get tipped. And oh, by the way, like this is something I've been on him for, like the horizontal throws this season, whether it's been raining or not raining or in a dome or whatever, a lot of those quick horizontal throws have been inaccurate and not giving the receiver a chance to run with the ball or it's to the wrong shoulder or they got to do, you know what I mean? And even tonight, that was an issue at times. But on that one, he made the adjustment. He did throw it accurately, and it was a touchdown, which is why they run those plays, because it can be very dangerous if you hit that horizontal receiver in stride on the right shoulder. You're usually picking up 10 or more yards on that. Yeah. Braxton Jones made a heck of a block on that, just basically shoved the defensive back to the ground. I want to point out Kari Blazing Games block and David Montgomery's touchdown run. Watch that one. Basically, yeah. pile drives the safety from the backfield all the way into the end zone. That physical toughness, the intensity, everything the Bears talk about, like so often, maybe even too much, you saw it in this game. You saw it come to fruition. I'm not saying, I, I'm not going to say the acronym, but you know what I'm talking about. Everything they talk about came to fruition I, in this one. I just, I like the running back tandem. Because Montgomery has that grit, and he's going to pick up those dirty yards when you need it. But I think they're starting to realize, too, that in this outside zone running scheme, Khalil Herbert can be the more dangerous back when he's got space to operate in, right? Did you did you see their final stats? Are they David Montgomery identical? David Montgomery, 15 carries, 62 yards. Wow. Khalil Herbert, 12 carries, 62 yards. <laughs> That's a good night. And together it's over 120. You're good at math. Nice I'm job. not a math major, but <laughs> I don't have the soundboard tonight. So we just got to. Uh, Our longtime listeners know who we're quoting. We, we just have to do it by memory. Um, look, I, I think that tonight is like a return to what I thought this team could be this year. You know, the team that's going to fight. And by the way, they have. They've been in every game except for really the Packers game, which even in that one, they had a chance to be there within one possession. There was a fleeting moment where it could have gone yeah. better, closer at least. But at this point, you could say the game that was most in doubt the entire season was one that they were on the winning side of, and that was tonight. So this was a team that I thought would be in games. That would be good against the spread most weeks and and win 
some games that they shouldn't and probably lose some games that they shouldn't. And yeah. we've seen we've seen both now. <laughs> they at the start of kickoff, I think you mentioned this earlier, they were eight and a half point dogs. They won this one 33 to 14 on the road in Foxborough, where not many teams like ever win. Yeah. I mean, the only other team, uh, I think, with the spread, well, two. I mean, the Bucs and Packers both were heavy favorites and lost. But especially the Bucs, the only score a field goal as double-digit favorites against the Carolina Panthers. That's got to be the worst loss of the the week. But this was a bad one for the Patriots. It's up there. It's definitely up there. Well, it's, there's a connection there, right? Yeah, I believe uh, Tom Brady played for the Patriots for a long time, if I remember right. Yeah, there you go. So maybe it's over. It's over for Tommy. It's over for Bill. <laughs> it's over for Rodgers. And the time is now for Justin Fields. Ah, uh, but tomorrow's another day. <laughs> Look at that. Kent comes in with the music. That could not have been timed more perfectly. Love it. Hey, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. See these shirts we're, we're both wearing. You can find them on obviousshirts.com. All the Hogan Johns merch is up there. Check it out. Um, we Did we decide if we're doing a show tomorrow night or Wednesday morning? Or Wednesday what? morning. Wednesday morning. Boom. We will have a midweek episode, but because it's a condensed week, it'll be Wednesday morning. That'll be our midweek episode, and then we'll have our preview Thursday. So you're still getting all the Hogan Johns this week. Just an adjusted schedule. Uh, make sure you find us on YouTube. Some of you are watching live there right now, but if you listen to the podcast, you can subscribe to Hogan Johns on YouTube as well. If you're watching right now, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We appreciate all the support, and we'll be back Wednesday. See ya. Justin Fields time, baby! Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.